There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Fortman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest, I come to God as I am. Through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet. In Jesus' name, remain standing. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector, and everybody else thought that he was unqualified to walk with Jesus um, because the Jews had problems with tax collectors. It's amazing because God will often use who you don't think he will use. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm proof. Uh-huh. Other folks said you ain't qualified. You made too many mistakes. You got too many issues. You do too much of this. You do too much of that. But he looked at you and said, you're exactly who I want. Would you just holler your name? Say you're exactly who he wants. Yeah. Somebody needs to know that today. You're exactly who God wants. I don't care how you failed. I don't care how you messed up. Matthew 6, Watch this. The lamp of the body is the eye. The eye is part of the senses. If therefore your eye or your senses, watch this, or what comes into your senses, he's saying is good, your body's going to be what? Full of what? Y'all need to talk to me, full of what? But if your eye is bad, or in other words, if what you let enter your senses is jacked up, then your whole body's going to be full of what? Darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? I want to read it again. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says the lamp of the body is the eye. The eye is part of your senses. So there's a bigger principle here. He says, so if what you let into your eye or if your eye is good, your whole body is going to be full of what? Light. See, some of you don't understand why you get so, you get so emotional. It's because you don't control what enters your senses. So we don't understand why you start good and you don't finish anything. You don't finish because you listen to a bunch of stuff that, 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 that's. You listen to a bunch of cursed folk about how to be blessed. That, that's a, he says, but verse 23, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Father, speak to us now that we will move and walk. And what you have ordained. Customize, tailor, make this for us, your people, in the name of Jesus. I declare we are in a banner year. That means it is our best year yet. We have not experienced life like we're going to experience it this year. We are building, and this year we're building something great. Not some messed up, jacked up, little shack of a life. No, this year we're building a life we don't need a vacation from. This year we're building a life where when other people see it, they'll be drawn to Jesus. It is not about us. It is about us using our lives to change the lives of other people. Our vapors shall matter, and it will matter because we will evolve what we allow to enter our senses. In Jesus' name, somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five, two or three people tell them, evolve what enters your senses. Evolve what enters your senses. You can be seated. Uh, God answers prayers with instructions, and those are called blueprints, which come through the life-giving messages you're going to receive in this series and this year, and they must be your food. Say the, say the messages must be my food uh, just like it was for Jesus in John chapter 4 because this year God has declared that it will be a banner year for you I need somebody to say I believe that 
See, you, but I don't know that you really believe that because when you hear the words banner year, you'll have a responsiveness that indicates you believe that. See, watch this. If I called out your lotto numbers, you wouldn't just sit there and talk about thank you. You'd get up out of your seat. You'd holler. You'd spit around. You'd throw your chair around because you know I just stepped into something. Well, I'm going to give you one more shot. This is your banner year, which means it's going to be your best year yet. And I'm touching neighbor and say, he just called my number. You've been through too much hell in your life. You've shed too many tears. You went through too much drama in 2016. You are now in your banner year. Last year you paid the price. Last year you went through pain. But this year is payback time. Somebody hold on my banner year. In this series now, I'm giving you blueprints for that banner year because great lives are built. They don't happen by accident. Second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, decision by decision. Say, I'm in my banner year. We started this series learning to make one resolution. How many? How many? Two. How many? One. Watch this. Just one resolution that year and that uh, this year, and that was to resolve to evolve because nothing will be different this year unless you are. And it's evolution time. I said it's evolution time, uh, which means to develop, to advance, to grow, to rise, to progress, to expand, to unfold, to transform. It is a process of continuous change from a lower, simpler, or worse state to a higher, more complex, or better state. I've been saying it, and I'm going to say it again. Stop resisting your evolution. Because all of your stress, all of your strain, and all of your struggle that you're experiencing now is coming from you trying to hold on to an inferior version of yourself. But God is not the God that leaves us the way he found us. He takes us from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from level to level, from one level of evolution to a higher level of evolution. God is not satisfied with the you you were in 16. He's not even satisfied with the you you were yesterday, which is why you shouldn't be a hater of other people. Why? Because I ain't in competition with you. I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself. Somebody say, I'm evolving. I'm evolving. Yeah, stop trying to hold on to the old you. Stop holding on to the sorry you. Stop holding on to the scared you. Stop holding on to the fearful you. Stop holding on to the timid you. Stop holding on to the shy you. Stop holding on to the broke you. Stop holding on to the rejected you. Now you are evolving. Last week we learned, that's this, we started out learning to uh, evolve, uh, resolve to evolve. Last week I changed it on you and said you needed to evolve your resolve because things won't be perfect. And that's okay because that's just part of the building process and you cannot abort the process just because it's not perfection. It may get dusty, it may be messy, it may look silly, it may feel funny, but watch this, I still have the blueprints I need to keep building. What happened during praise and worship is a great example of that. Sometimes things go wrong and you got to just keep on singing. You just got to keep on building and you got to make it look like didn't nothing happen. See, what your neighbor doesn't know is some stuff already hasn't gone according to plan this year. But baby, I still got my blueprints. I got my messages, which means all I got to do is just keep on building. Touch your neighbor and say, keep on building, keep on building. You don't even understand. You the secret sauce. Just your neighbor say, I'm saucy. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that wrong neighbor. Try the other one. Say, I'm saucy. I'm a, yeah, you are the secret sauce. At the end of the day, if it's going to get done in your life, it's going to be because you make a decision to get these messages and get these blueprints and keep on building, which means I may lose some stuff. Turn me up. I may lose some stuff, but I'm going to keep on building. I may get knocked down, but I'm going to keep on building. I may get knocked around, but I'm going to keep on building. Are you still here? Yeah, what's, this, what's this? To keep building, even when things don't go according to plan, that's called resolve. Say resolve. resolve. Resolve is to decide firmly on a course of action to find a solution to a problem or to cause a discord to pass into a concord. Let, let me help you understand something. When things don't go the way you plan, watch this. Stop getting upset. In fact, you just need to say this is a setup. Why? Because resolve means to cause a discord. Play a bad chord. Come on, play a bad chord. Now, play a good chord. Play a bad one. Touch your neighbor say, that sounds awful. Say, sounds ridiculous. Say, sounds like most music today. 
Now play something good. Come on. Bible says, or excuse me, this definition of the word resolve means I got to start at a bad one. Say, say it's awful. Uh-huh, but say that's necessary to get to this one. So when your kids start acting crazy, just start saying this is a setup to get to. You know, when your money starts looking crazy, this is a setup to get to. I gotta go through discord so I can have a concord. It's got to get messy before it becomes miraculous. It's got to be drama before I. But here's your neighbor's issue. When they hear this, when they hear this, they get scared. They get timid. They used to run. They used to tuck their head and die. They used to just say, oh Lord, please get me out of this. But I declare there's a gladiator rising up on the inside of them so that when they hear this, they don't get scared. In fact, now they start running to it saying, I'm getting ready to go from discord into concord from discord into concord from discord into concord somebody holler my banner year but to have resolve you must be consistent long enough to see significant change watch this microwaves are one of the worst things that ever happened to us because then now you're used to getting stuff so fast that you don't have appreciation for process y'all 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 not saying it See, you used to, to have to heat stuff up. You had to heat the oven up. You got to let that get hot, then put it on this, take it out of this, do all that. Now you can just do, do, do. Problem is, watch this, is when it's microwaved, it's not the same. When it's microwaved, you've altered it. When it's microwaved, you sucked all of the moisture out of it, which is why it dries out. And in fact, it alters the, uh, the structure of the food. This is what you're trying to say. Please understand. Please understand. Say, I must be consistent long enough to see significant change. See, watch this. To keep our resolve, we must evolve. Remember, that means develop, advance, grow, rise, progress, expand, unfold, transform, a process of continuous change from a lower, simpler, worse state to a higher, more complex, or better state. What enters our senses? Say, I must evolve what enters my senses. Watch this. Faith in anything, good or bad, begins with the senses. Taste, touch, smell, hearing, sight. And that's why Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Watch this. He says, faith comes by hearing. What's hearing? A sense. But he didn't just say faith in God. He just said faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. I've taught you that many times before. Here's what's significant. I'll believe it if I keep allowing it in my senses. Yeah. The reason you keep fearing failure is because you surround that kind of stuff and you allow it uh, to enter your senses. Okay. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Faith in anything. Say anything. Good or bad, it begins with the senses. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Which is why the Apostle Paul encourages us in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight, which deals with senses. Because you can't control what things do once they enter your senses. So you must evolve what enters your senses since you can't control what it does once it enters. Now, on, on, my, on, my, on my workbench today, say we build it. Now, if you'll notice, the sign has changed a little bit. Touch them, say it's on purpose. So last week, last week, somebody came in here and messed stuff up. This week, they fixed what they messed up, but now that's why it's still a little crooked. The Y and the E got too much space in between them, and the R is just still out of order. Matter of fact, here it is last week. Put this up. Here it is last week. Oh, okay, this week, there, there it is from last week. So, so you can see there's been progress, but it's still not perfect. But I still got all my tools out. Stop letting what's not perfect make you put your tools up. Oh, I made a mistake. Shut up, big baby. Then fix it. 
Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing? Today ain't today to try that with me. Touch your neighbor and say, you better say something to Bishop. I know some people come to church just want to sit. You talk at the Bronco game. You talk at the Nuggets game. You have to talk. You talk at the Rockies game. You talk in the movies. I know you do. Because I'm the one saying, excuse me. Please, hush all that up. We didn't come to talk. We came to watch. And then going to ask me questions like I know what's going to happen. Well, now, is that so-and-so? You should have been paying attention the way I was paying attention. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You go to movies and folk, you just be, that's why some of you go by yourself because you're like, I just, I, they be doing too much, Bishop. They be doing. Say, I cannot control what happens when something enters my senses. Let me get this illustration. So watch this. This is some food coloring. This is some water. So you are a spirit. Spirit in the Bible is now sim- uh, symbolized through water. So this is you. Say, this is me. Okay, this is you. You're the water. Got it? Here's the problem. So when you listen to, watch this, when you listen to some bad music, and you just say, I just, ooh, child, I love that song. Okay, problem is, pro- problem is, is that song's got you thinking stuff you ain't got no business thinking. That song got you thinking about healing, and it ain't spiritual healing. It's another S. Boom. Watch this. Watch this. I can't go get that out. I can't get it out. See, there's no way to isolate that. So once it's in me, all it does is contaminates me. Y'all, y'all, y'all not, y'all not. You talk to your know-nothing, know-it-all auntie. Your know-nothing, know-it-all sister. Your know-nothing, know-it-all brother. Your know-nothing, know-it-all mama. And she, she ain't never accomplished nothing, so she ain't finna tell you how to accomplish nothing. He ain't never took nothing down, so he ain't gonna tell you how to do it. So you have a conversation with him. Call yourself trying to, you know, just... So now it's entered your senses. So you left church a gladiator. You left out that conversation with them, and you can't control it. See how it spreads? You missed it. You can't isolate that now. It's too late because you weren't selective about what you let enter your senses. Yeah, yeah. Just your neighbor say you got to be selective. I know you like the beat, but you need to check out those words because you got to be, y'all, I'm not saying nothing. I know you ain't got no business, so you're on social media looking at everybody else's business. But the problem is, is that it's messing with your senses. You can't control what happens. So look, you started off great this year. And then you started letting some stuff get in your senses. And now that's you. And you can't isolate what you allow get into you because once it's in you, it's too late. Which means I got to be selective. What's that? What's that? I have to evolve what I allow in me. Touch your neighbor and say, did you catch that? Which brings us back to Matthew 6, 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body is good and full of light. He says, listen, if you are selective about what enters your senses, then your whole body, you, you're going to be good. But if you're not, next verse, but if you're not, he says, then your whole body is going to be dark. He says, so when you listen to dark stuff, when you allow dark stuff into your senses, he says, then you're going to be dark. You know, some people have bad attitudes. It's because they got around somebody with a bad attitude. And rather than saying, listen, you got 15 seconds to get your attitude together or you can get to heaven, hell, and earth out my space. Instead, they just said, I didn't want it to keep the peace. I didn't want to say nothing. Well, so what you've done is let, boop. And look, it's all the way down there now. Wow, look. Oh, God. Oh, oh my, my, my. I want to ask you a question. You, I'm going to make a statement, then I want to ask you a question. You are what you allow to enter your senses. That's the real you. Okay, and we're going to take this another further. So, question. If you were to look at your senses and what you allow to enter your senses, is it adding to you or decreasing you? What does not add to you automatically decreases you? The movies you look at. If you got to send the kids out the room, 
It got real quiet right there. Now, now, now touch your name. Say, stay with Bishop. See, uh, okay, all right, watch this. W watch this, okay? W watch this. If you can only look at this on the computer when everybody else sleep. Since y'all ain't going to say nothing, I'm going to, see, you should just talk back to me, church. Now, I'm not saying this to judges. I'm just saying, watch this. You wonder why it's so hard to have resolve? It's because you got all this stuff in you. So, so why fight when you listen to a song that says just give up? Why be excellent when you're listening to relatives that just sorry and sloppy and so they, since you're the hype of them, they, you know, they like, well, you good because you're better than us. It ain't hard to do that in this area. It ain't hard to do that in this area. All right, music. Think about it. Music. Some of the music we listen to. I, I remember... Uh, there's this a preacher that had this song out about loyalty. And so then somebody said, Bishop, have you heard this song? And I said, no, I ain't heard this song. And then I listened to the song. Then all of a sudden, I was just I was like, mm-hmm, some folk just ain't loyal. And I said, while that's true, here's the, pro here's the point. It made me focus on disloyalty rather than celebrating loyalty. It's quiet up in the church. Some of the music you listen to, all right, so you, you listen to stuff that just sits up and depresses you. I'm going to deal with music in a minute. What, the television you look at, it's crying in church. I don't know why you need to look at other folks' lives than reality TV. You got enough in your, just start taking your phone out and just record your own stuff. See, the only reason you're trying to see what's going on with love and hip-hop in other cities is because you ain't got no love and everything's hipping and hopping in your life. But the reason it's that way is because you look at those out of order dysfunctional people and you think it's okay to act like this and do all of that. Sit yourself down somewhere and get some class. All right, all right, I feel like preaching. You don't want to talk? We're going there. Touch your name and say, Bishop's going there. The real housewives are this and that. You know more about what's going on at the candy factory than what's going on at your house. And it's drama field. So now, watch this. You are a nice little petite, a little, 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 and that ain't the word I meant to use. That's the word that came out. You, you are a nice little, uh, nice is what I'm trying to say. When petite came out. You, you're a nice, just a nice, good Christian woman. Good Christian man. And you sat up and watched all that stuff. And now you're a battle axe. Now you're a battle axe. Think about, think about what you look at on TV, though. Think, think about it, though. Think, just think about the stuff you look at on TV. Is it adding to you or decreasing you? It's amazing because some of y'all will miss church on Wednesdays and watch Empire, which is why you don't have one. And you'll talk about you're going to stream me, which is why your life is sorry. Because you put TV before your God. You ain't got to say nothing. I, I really, 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 you ain't got to say nothing to me. I'm just trying to get you to have a pan a year. What happened? What cookie do this week? That's why you ain't got no cookies. Because, because you worried about what cookie doing. Cookie making her money. You need to go make you some. I can see I'm in the Kool-Aid because the whole middle section dropped out on me. Lock them doors. Ain't nobody leaving until I'm done. I'm not judging this. I'm just saying we got to pay attention to it sometimes. I, I sat up and watched one of those shows one day because I, I, like, I need to know what's going on in the world so I can be relevant. I need to know what's going on. I need to see what's going on. And I just said, oh, my God. I literally got on the phone after that and I called somebody and said, this is what people watch? I said, this is what folk are doing? I said, oh, my goodness. I said, no wonder folk crazy. Yeah. All right, internet. Some of the stuff you look at on the internet. Now, you know the obvious stuff. You know, Debbie does Detroit. <laughs> well, what about the stuff that's a little bit more subtle, like some of the gossip sites you go to, the horoscope sites you go to? You do know it's a generational curse to consult your horoscope. It's a curse to do that. Get sense of the phones. What about some of the stuff you look at on the internet? It's quiet. It's quiet. It's amazing that our culture knows more about, you know, uh, uh, you know, challenge this and challenge that and challenge this. And you say, well, what did Bishop preach? Dude, it was good. It was just good. 
But did you see this uh, challenge on the such and such though? You know more about beans, greens, tomatoes, yam, ham, all that. What's this? What's this? Social media, which is really just, you know, messy central. It's quiet in here. All right, all right. It's just messy central. You're getting updates on folk you don't care about. And they're getting updates on you. And for what, though? Seriously, think, think about social media for a moment, though. Now, we, we use it as a tool. We'd be fools not to use it. But just think about it for a minute. Like, why in the world are you taking pictures of your personal life and putting them out on a computer where they will exist on Google forever? So then one day when you decide to get serious about your life and they Google you, they're going to be like, they ain't getting no job with me. They should have thought twice before they tweeted that. Quiet. All right. Okay. Let's move on. News, magazines, video games, friends, family with personal opinions that aren't the Bible. See, you are what you allow to enter your senses. So to evolve, you have to evolve what enters your senses. Say, I must evolve what enters my senses. Now, here's what we'll say. You know, sometimes people say, you know, my conscience is my guide. Your conscience can't be your guide because your conscience can become seared. So you might say it doesn't bother me, but maybe it should bother you. That's what 1 Timothy 4, 2 says. It says, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, which means it's wrong and you don't even know it's wrong because you've been so desensitized because you got so much stuff that you've let in your senses that you can't even sense when something doesn't need to enter your senses. It's quiet in the church. All right, okay. Uh, now, I, I want to deal with something. Say music. I, I want to spend some time here. Music really affects our ability to evolve, to build, to rule, to reign, and to conquer. Because we often have a taste in music that often mirrors what we've been through. So then the music we listen to is actually a mirror. mirror. But worse, it's a merry-go-round to relive where we've been so we never get to where we want to go. See, music produces your moods, and your moods produce your motivations, and your motivations produce your movements, which is why you get stuck sometimes and you can't figure out why. It's because you've let some music into your space that has now messed up your senses. Let me put it to you. Let me put it to you. You ever listen to some, uh, now this, this is, I'm going to hit every generation. We got every generation in our church, so I got to hit every generation, all right? Uh, so, 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 you ever listen to some, some rough, raw music? Is, you know, whatever your generation was, all right? So maybe it was Ike and Tina, all right? M maybe, it was, maybe it was James and them. Uh, maybe it was David Ruffin and them, whoever it is, all right? All right? Maybe, it's, maybe it's young Dolph or, you know, whatever. Young, young, what is that? Okay, maybe it was little Kim. Or maybe it's Nicki Minaj or y'all ain't saying nothing. Or maybe it's Lil Wayne or maybe, maybe you ain't into that at all. Maybe you're into those screamers. <laughs> I, I don't, sir, I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I cannot just slow down and talk. <laughs> saying, you want me to pay you 99 cents for that. I'm not paying you nothing to holler at me like that. I right, think about it. Okay, think about it. Okay, think about it. Maybe it was New Edition. Maybe it was Boys to Men. Maybe it was Guy. All right, maybe it was Anita Baker. All right, maybe it was uh, uh, Garth Brooks. Maybe it was Billy Ray Cyrus. Maybe it was Mariah Carey. Maybe it was Millie Vanilli for them couple songs. <laughs> it's quiet, church. Th think, think about this. Think about this. Think about this. Think about this. You often listen to music that matches your mood, but then you wonder why you can't break out of a bad mood. See, music produces your moods, and your moods produce your motivations, and your motivations produce your movement, which means if, if my movement is going to be impaired, it's going to start with the music I listen to. Now, we're going to go on a journey. Say we're going on a journey. Because I need you to understand why music is so important. Because here's what everybody says. Bishop, I ain't listening to the words. I just like the beat. That's what most folks say. Ooh, I just like that beat. And maybe you don't say beat because maybe you're not a millennial or a Generation X or maybe you're a boomer or something like that or a buster or all these different generations. So, 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 so maybe like I don't listen to the beat. Just say that's got a smooth groove. I like the groove on that song. Bishop, it's got a good groove. It's in the pocket, Bishop. I like that. I'm for say something, for say something. Say music produces my moods. My moods produce my motivations. And motivations produce movements. 
Uh, now, I want to show you something. We're going to go on a journey. Tonight, I'm going to treat you like your Bible college class, or this morning, rather. I'm going to treat you like your Bible college class. I need to show you something so you understand uh, where the origin of a lot of what you listen to comes from. Amen. All right, now, y'all ready to go on this journey? Now, this is so important. I know some of y'all, you listen to me now, and you're like, that's real cool, Bishop, and you already got your after-church playlist, and you already got Wheezy on there, and this and that and all that. And I'm going to tell you, and that's why you can't get nothing done. Because you are listening to music that is tainting uh, and tainting you, and you're allowing it into your senses. Music is one of the most dominant things to influence culture. I said music is one of the most dominant things to influence culture. And I know you're like, listen, what does this have to do with a banner year? Because if you listen to the same busted music you were in 2016, you're going to have the same busted year you're going to have this year. Talking about I should have cheated. No, you shouldn't have got married. That's what you shouldn't have did. No, see, that's a song. I should have cheated. And ladies be having waiting to exhale parties, listening to that song, talking about, yeah, I sure should have cheated. No, you should have listened to your pastor. That's what you get. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I, I, I'm not the one today. I just am not the one today. It's my life. It's my thing. Do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. How's that working out? Don't y'all get quiet on me. All right. Let's go on a journey, church. All right, 1 John 3, 12. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. So I'm going to go very quickly here. Uh, uh, how many sons did Adam and Eve have initially? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You just read 1 John 3, 12, and I taught you this before. Not as Cain, who was of the what? Wicked one. Okay, so let's go back to Genesis. In Genesis, the scripture says that Cain and Abel were born, but the Bible says that Eve was deceived. Eve was deceived, and the scripture says that the serpent deceived her. Now, serpent does not mean snake. It means deceiver. The scripture teaches us that whenever angelic hosts appear on the earth, they appear as human beings or men. We learned this from Genesis 19. So that means what Eve was talking to wasn't a snake. She was talking to a man that talked like a snake. Y'all not hearing me? He was a a deceiver, which means, watch this, the transgression that Eve actually took was that Eve laid down with now the enemy you're not hearing what I'm saying Uh, so it wasn't a piece of fruit that she took fruit is a Hebrew idiom for sex y'all not hearing what I'm saying which means what actually happened in the garden was that Eve now opened up her womb to Satan and so now she produces a son with Satan and that son is Cain and first John backs it up just in case you can't get it in Genesis and says that Cain was now of the evil one he was now the seed of the evil one so that means then watch this Abel was actually the first son between Adam and Eve that is the reason why watch this Genesis 5 3 says and Adam lived 130 years and begot him a son in his own likeness after his own image and named him Seth so then Seth became the replacement up to now Abel because Cain was never Adam's son that's how Eve got tricked she didn't know who she lay down with okay stay with me touch your neighbor say stay with bishop all right genesis 4 25 and adam knew his wife again and she bore a son and named him seth for god has appointed another seed for me instead of abel whom cain killed now why is this important to know so then this is the reason why the scripture says that we're born in sin shaped in iniquity well how would that be unless the womb was tainted well when did the womb get tainted it got tainted in Genesis because watch this when Adam should have been standing guard he was off doing something else so that now Eve was now deceived by Satan because Satan wasn't a snake Satan was a man that talked like a snake That's what deception is, double tongue. They say one thing to you over here, say something else to somebody over here. They smile on your face over here, but they do something else over here. That's why a snake's tongue is now slithers like this because you don't know which side of them you're getting. Stay with me now. So now we've clearly identified then that the first son that Adam and Eve had was who then? Abel, and then who became the replacement for him? Seth. So then we've clearly discerned and discerned and understood through the process of deductive logic that Cain was then the product of a sexual relationship between Eve and then Satan. You're still here. Now, some of y'all, you just learned more than you learned the whole last 30 years you've been in church. That's what you come to church for. I don't come just to give confirmation. I come to give revelation. Which means you ought to hear stuff you ain't never heard before. If, you just, if I'm just sitting up preaching everything you've already heard, we got a problem. You ought to be glad there's a revelator in the house that can show you some stuff you ain't never heard, show you some stuff that you ain't never seen. Now watch this. Stay with me then. So then Cain is then the son of who? 
Satan and Eve. Okay, now we'll leave it right there. Now watch this. Genesis 4, 16. And we know that this kind of thing happened often because Genesis 6 and on, it talks about how the angels, this became a common practice because when the angels appear in the earth, they don't appear, they don't have wings and all that. No, they appear as humans. I've taught you this before in the series Hellraisers. Now watch this. Genesis 4, 16. Then Cain, you read it. One, two, ready, read. Okay, I'm going to read 17 and on. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. Verse 18, to Enoch was born Erad, and Erad uh, begot Mehujael. Mehujael begot Methushael, and Methushael begot Lamech. Then Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of one was Adah, and the name of the second was Zilhah. And Adah bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. Watch verse number 21. You with me, church? You still with me, church? I want you to read verse number 21. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the harp and the flute. That's music. You, you, you already missed the revelation. You missed it, so we're going to walk it out. We're going to walk it out. We're going to walk it out. What's the first son Adam and Eve have? Abel. Who's the replacement for him? Seth. Who's missing from Adam's genealogy intentionally? Cain. Why? Because he's not his son. Eve was deceived. The deception was that she didn't even realize that Cain wasn't Adam's. I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. I'm going to 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 leave that alone. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. So then Cain goes out from the presence of the Lord. And Cain has some children. So he has some children. Uh, children is a southern word for children. Now, as he has these children, eventually we get to verse number 21. And verse number 21 says that they produce this offspring and put up verse 21. And this offspring is the, watch this, the father Of all those, of all those who play the harp and the flute. Say that's music. Now, how is this one man the father of all those who play? How is this past tense, but yet it's given a present tense designation? Because Satan says if he wants to influence you, he'll just do it. Through the bloodline, you're not hearing me. He'll just do it through what he's been doing since he's been doing it, and that is through music. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? I'm gonna give it to you a third time because maybe it's taking a little time, little time for you to, because some of y'all still stuck at the fact that Cain ain't Adam and Eve's son. Cain is the fruit of a sexual relationship. Because fruit in Hebrew there is an idiom. So people talk about it, and Eve ate that apple. I ain't going to say that because what Sunday is this? I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. She was, okay, anyway, so she ate, so people say, people say it's an idiom. Say it's an idiom. Which means it's an image, but it has another meaning. So Cain is the production of that relationship. Cain is banished and sent out of the presence of the Lord. When he's banished, it gives us his genealogy. Why? Because it's trying to show us the significance of these different things that were produced and released in the earth. So then we get to Genesis 4 and 21. And the book says, somebody say the book says. The book says that eventually in Cain's bloodline, he produces somebody. Now, his bloodline is what? The bloodline of. Can you do that? Do you see that math? You see it? See, so how would he taint the womb unless he entered the womb? I could spend time there, but I won't. Because mm -hmm, some of y'all wonder why you can't shake emotions and you wonder why you can't shake depression and discouragement is because sometimes the enemy sends people into your life and they're sent there just to mess with your womb. Okay, y'all not saying nothing to me. Okay, but I'm going to leave that alone. 
and not just in a sexual sense but in a emotional sense because they'll start messing with your head y'all not saying nothing that's why when David was getting ready to fight Goliath he started messing with his head he started saying stuff to him that messed up his own image his own self-esteem his own self-presence his own that's too much verse 21 eventually we get to Jubal say Jubal say Jubal book says he's the father the what father word father means life giver of everybody that plays the harp and the flute now of course at that time that would have been all they had but why would it even bother to tell us that who cares who cares except for the fact that it needed to indicate that it came from Cain. Which then means, watch this, if Cain is the production of a sexual relationship between Eve and Satan, if Satan wants to influence you, he'll just do it through Apple Music. He'll just do it through Google Play. Y'all not talking. He'll just do it through the U and the tube. Y'all not saying nothing. He'll just do it through something you ain't even paying attention to because you listen to a beat, but what you don't understand is there's something being deposited into your senses. Oh, but today, I think there's somebody that says, I'm going to evolve what I now into my senses. See, see you, see you think the devil just comes up and says, "I am the devil." I'm going to deceive you. No, you know what he does? He just does what he's always done. He gets in the studio and he starts speaking to your erratic emotions. And so now you listen to music that matches your mood, which is why you can't get any movement. Because when you're depressed, you listen to depressing stuff. When you're discouraged, you listen to discouraging stuff. When you got a bad attitude, you listen to some bad attitude. Uh, a person on. Can I get an example of this? Because some of y'all are still stuck at Cain not being out of Eve's son. Get the CD. Let me give you an example of this. 1 Samuel 16, 23. I'm about done. 1 Samuel 16, 23. Touch your neighbor and say, evolve what enters your senses. No, no, just think about it. Think about your playlist right now. You felt good about doing you. You listen to a song. Doing you is an urban colloquialism, which means focusing on getting yourself focused and all that. Then you listen to a song because you had it on the R&B channel. You had it on the Tamar Braxton channel. And I, I'm just using artists. Please hear me. This is not an endorsement or a dis this is not to beat up anybody. This is not to do anything like that. I'm just using names that you'd you be like, mm, that's right, Bishop. That's all I'm doing, okay? Everybody understand what I'm saying to you? Because I'm not beating anybody up, so don't take it that way. I'm just giving you some examples, all right? You hear church? So Satan says, how can I get them to stop building? I've tried getting them out of church. That doesn't work. I tried getting them to stop serving. That doesn't work. I tried to get them to stop giving. That doesn't work. Mm, but they don't pay no attention to them songs. Mm -hmm. little, little Isley Brothers. Little Drake. I'll be the controller. And, and then I'll give them a little Rihanna because really they needed me. I was good on my own. That's the way it was. <laughs> Didn't they tell you I was a savage? <laughs> Trying to fix your inner issues. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Y'all, 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 y'all. And you listen, sitting up to that song, thinking about a past relationship, talking about, yeah, you need me. And that's why you keep attracting trash. Because you're full of trash. But today, I tell you to have five your neighbor say, I'm evolving, I'm evolving, I'm in. Yeah. Let me show you this in action. Oh, no, I do my research. I ain't going to have these students knowing more than me. 
Watch this. 1 Samuel 16, 23. Watch this. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take his what? Heart. What is that? Music. And he'd play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. Which means if music can make something depart, music can also invite something in. And the reason you've been up and down emotionally is because you ain't been selective about what's been entering your senses. Watch this. So fear's being played into you. Doubt's being played into you. Stress is being played into you. You're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Low self-esteem is being played into you. Your distrust of everybody's being played into you. Your distrust of God's being played into you. Because what you don't understand, it ain't just about the lyrics. Because every musical note has a corresponding Hebrew letter, which means all music is really words. It's quiet in the church. This whole middle section, y'all still ain't with me. Some of y'all still stuck at the fact that Cain. Well, and let's be honest. Sometimes when we're in a mood, we have certain songs we go to. And then you'll be like, it makes me feel good. No, what it did is anesthetize you. It didn't make you feel good. It made you ignore how you really felt. It's quiet here. Why is this important, Bishop? Because, see, see watch this. This is why we're releasing music. Why? Releasing music because you need to be able to have some go-to stuff that when some crazy stuff goes on, you can be like, wait a minute. We worship you now. Because watch this. Because, because whatever enters your senses, that's who you really are. It's quiet, church. Now, senses produce actions. I'm almost done. And actions determine the value of your name. Your senses produce your actions. You got it? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, how do I get to a thought? Something had to enter my senses. So watch this. My senses produce my actions, and my actions determine the value of my name. Watch this. You don't pick the quality of your name. Your actions do. Let me prove it to you. Watch this. People will name you by what you do, not even by who you are. Watch this. In the correctional system, you're inmate number 09837. Or if you're a liar, they'll say, that's just lying, John. Or if you're something else, they'll just say, Sheila's a ooh. Because you get named by what you do, not who you say you are. It's quiet. Now, why is this important? Because Bible says in Genesis 12, he give us a great name. Question, what do people think of when they say your name? What does God think of when he says your name? Ooh. That's a serious question. Think about it. What comes to mind when people think of your name? You ever heard some name and you be like, hmm, that lie. Or you know somebody's a gossip and so they say so-and-so's name and you're like, hmm. Why do people, when you apply for a job, call references? They want to see the quality of your name. Why do people check credit before they give you money? They want to see the quality of your name. And here's what we want to do in America. Here's what we want to do in the world today is we just want to be what we say but not be what we do. Now, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Say, I don't pick the quality of my name. My actions do. See, so watch this. You can't just declare a banner year. You have to be a banner you. Big, come on, church. This ain't deep. We got past the deep stuff. Some of y'all are still stuck. That Cain is not Adam and Eve's son. Can't go get the serious resistance. Teach y'all about it. Now, check this out. Check this out. Even God names himself by what he does. So, do you just say you're a gladiator or do you gladiate? Do you say that you rule, reign, conquer, or subdue, or, or do, is that what you actually do? Are you just talk with no walk or is your walk so loud you don't have to talk? Let me prove it to you. Jesus said to his disciples, who do men say that I am? He said, I know my name is Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Messiah. He said, but I want to know what they think I am based on what they've seen me do. Then he says, now who do you say that I am? 
And only one of them got it right. He says, you are the Christ. He says, it's good. Flesh and blood did not reveal this deep in my father. Amen. Exodus 3.13. Let me show you the power of this. Now, this is important. Say, to have a banner year, I have to be a banner me. Exodus 3.13. Then Moses said to God, I want you to read it. Why don't you read it? Read Hold up, look at me, church. All this time, Moses is getting ready to, uh, he's on the backside of the uh, mountain now. God is having this discussion with him. He's saying, Moses, I'm going to send you. You're going to deliver the people. Moses tells him all the reasons he can't. God's like, no, you're going to do it. And he said, well, look, can I at least tell him your name? Because we've been worshiping you, but we didn't know what to call you. We just called you the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We just said you're the God of our fathers because they never told us your name. What is your name? I says, what do people think of when they hear your name? Are people happy to hear your name or do they think, oh, God? Do they know you're going to get something done or do they immediately say, pass that person because they're nothing but an ass that gets in the way? Deuteronomy 22.10, somebody that bucks, not cussing. Come back fifth Sunday, I got something. I'm joking. Watch this, verse 14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Am. Exodus 13 and 14, or 3 and 14. Say, I am, I am. Who, I am. who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. God named himself, I am that who I am. God is not God's name. God is a title that was given to him in the 6th century from the word Gudan because the Jews didn't want to utter his name carelessly. Got it? Now, in this text with Moses, God makes a bold statement. He says, I am who I am. And it might sound confusing until you know what it means in the original Hebrew language of our Old Testament. It is this phrase, ahyah, asher, ahyah, which means I will prove who I am by what I do. So he says, Moses, you want to know my name, just look at what I do. And when you look at what I do, you'll know who I am, which means watch this. If I'm not careful about what enters my senses, I'll have actions that are contrary to who I say I want to be. Y'all, 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 y'all ain't with me. Watch this, watch this. Even God says I'm going to prove who I am. So question, question. What do your actions prove about you? It's quiet, church. I, I, I know some of y'all are like, man, this, this is a lot for a Sunday. Well, we got to move forward, church. I, I, I got to let me revelate. Right? You, you are not who you want to be. You, you are who your actions prove you are. Now, question. If my senses produce my actions and my actions determine the quality of my name or who I really am, and who I really am then is really what I can have and access, then wouldn't it make a lot of sense to pay a little bit more attention to what enters my senses? See, you're not, you're, you're not integral just because you say you have it. Somebody was talking to me the other day and they said, Bishop, you know my integrity. I said, no, I don't. I'm looking at what you're doing. So I don't know nothing about your integrity. And said, and quite frankly, I wouldn't use that statement because your integrity is a question in this point. I said, I don't know your integrity. I know your actions. And your actions to this point suck. That was a conversation. Okay? And I said, so, so I, hear, I know who you want to be, but your actions say something different. But before I get to actions, my actions are determined by my senses. So just take a couple minutes. I know you want to shout. I'll shout you in a minute. But just take 30 seconds real quick, just real quiet. Give me some softness. What in your senses right now do you need to immediately shut off? What music do you need to go delete? reason life seems so hot to you is because you're always dropping stuff like it's hot. What social media do you just need to totally just get off of? What do you need to just totally change? What Really, how many times are you going to let somebody's likes of your photo drive you to look at that phone? You know the reason why 
today everybody likes to post selfies and get likes and stuff. It took me a long time. I was like, what is a selfie? I said, that's so dumb. But I had to get, you know, with, you know, all that. And it was interesting because dopamine is the chemical released in our body. You ever got a text and then all of a sudden you got excited? You ever been, you ever been, you ever been watch this board and so you sent a bunch of people a text? You're like, hi, 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 hi to like 15 people to see who you can get. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, how you doing? What you doing? W-Y-D? Question mark. H-R-U. Because dopamine is released and dopamine gives you the sensation. Watch this. It makes you feel valuable. So then it becomes a high. So then when people don't like your stuff, now all of a sudden you don't like yourself. I know. And so now you posted a picture of your new car and only four people liked it. And you're like, I guess I just, no, why in the heck are you telling people that ain't paying for it? No. That's your new car. Not you and them 27 friends. Look at me and my family at family reunion. That's you and your family at family reunion. Seriously, think about it. What movies do you maybe need to, like, I don't even see that. What people do you need to be like, you know what, you're nice, but just not for me. Because I'm building a banner year, and you're building a busted life, and you're just, listen, stop making it personal, like, something's so wrong with them. No, they're just different. They're just different. And if you ain't coming with me, I'm a boss. And either you jump on this bad boy, or if you get in front of it, you're going to get run over by this bad boy. But I'm not going to continue to sit. Every time I talk to you, you, know, you got folks you try to help, and they just fight you every time you try to help. You sit up just wasting time, talking about, well, I'm just, I'm just doing ministry. You ain't doing ministry. You're managing misery. Even Jesus looked at some folk and said, you ain't worth the time. Well, think about it. Think about this, church. What needs to change what enters your senses? Maybe you love the way your wife looked. Oh, we got quiet there. If, if you weren't looking at other women's. Maybe you love the way your husband looked. Maybe he'd be the best thing in the world if you weren't looking at some photo touched. What's entering your senses, church? Maybe you'd love, maybe you'd be satisfied with the fact that you're making progress and you wouldn't feel like such a failure if you weren't watching other people show you their highlight reels. You're looking at your practice footage and comparing that to their highlight reels. People post what they want you to know, not what the reality is. Just think about it, church. Because for you to be the best you, and to have a banner you, you got to have banner actions. To have banner actions, you got to evaluate what's entering your senses. Think about it. And again, please don't hear nothing I preached today or said today is beating anybody up or anything. That's not, I'm just giving you examples. That's all. That's just, just examples. That's it. I, I, watch this. There are certain times in your life where you'll start thinking about stuff from years ago. And you'll start playing songs from back in those days. Come on, church. And you step, oh, this was our song. They're on like four post use. They forgot that song. And you sitting up listening to that song, talking about this was our song. Oh, remember this? Remember we used to do this? Remember we used to do this? Remember this? And it takes you back, watch this, to a former version of yourself. An inferior version of yourself. So it's just something to think about. Something to think about, which is, brings us to our next steps from this message that I'm done. Assess what enters your senses to determine how it needs to evolve. That's it. Just look at what's entering your senses. That's it. Just look at, if it's not increasing you, by default, it's decreasing you. If it's not making you better, by default, it's making you worse. And the real you is what you do by your actions. That's you. You're not who you say you are. You're what you do. Even God said, Moses, don't worry about my name. My name is what I do. That's why they called him Jehovah Jireh. Jireh is not a name. Jireh was a place he provided. Jireh means provider. And I'm out of time. Father, we thank you for your word today. We bless you for your word today. I pray that today this word would challenge us.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.